Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, we're back for show number two. It is October 12, Wednesday, October 12, 2022. Well, I can't even believe I said 19. I guess I'm moving backwards. But anyway, welcome to the broadcast. We're going to bring on Roger Stone here in just a moment. Uh, I don't really think I have any announcements, but I wanted to uh, bring you all up to date that tomorrow, Mel Kay is on our on, on Prophets and Patriots section, uh, like we're doing Prophets and Patriots today as well. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in year 25 of doing this, and we appreciate your support financially and prayers and all of that. At the end of the, every broadcast, there's a slide that, the, that runs that shows you how you can donate to us, and they put that often under the comments as well. So thank you so much for your support. So we're ready to go with Roger Stone. So without any further delay, let's do Prophets and Patriots. Here we go. Well, good afternoon, Roger. Good to see you, Roger Stone. It's been what? Uh, it's been a few months now, but we are. In, I think this is at least our fourth broadcast together, isn't it? Uh, I think that's about right, Steve. Thank you very much for having me back on Elijah's Dreams. Uh, these broadcasts have actually changed my life. I have connected with so many great people, so many great Christians wow. just by appearing here. I'm very grateful to be back on your show. So great. Now, I, I, I we, I know where you're going. You're going to tell a little bit of your redemption story, but let me just start off with this kind of question, then you can go on into that. But uh, sometimes I'll go, well, how do I tell people that don't know who Roger Stone is? Because some of the Christian people who have not been in the political scene may not know. So I've sometimes said, he's that guy, he's that man that uh, Trump... Uh, pardon, but how would you describe who Roger Stone either is or was, and then maybe just go into your story? Well, uh, Steve, I'm a political animal. Uh, I worked for four American presidents, President Richard Nixon, uh, President uh, Ronald Reagan, and three presidential campaigns. Uh, I worked, uh, of course, briefly for uh, George Bush, uh, and then, uh, but I have a 42-year relationship with President Donald Trump, and I'm probably... Uh, among the first people in the country um, who urged him for uh, to run for president. Right. Also a former top aide, Senator Bob Dole, one of the greatest patriots and men uh, of the 20th century. Um, I uh, My story is, um, I guess, better and better known. Uh, for 40 years, I was a political operative, um, although I had been... Uh, baptized as a Catholic and had all my sacraments in the Catholic Church, uh, a time came in my life in which I was very, very successful, very, very prominent, um, and I wandered from the Lord. I didn't think I needed the Lord anymore, Uh, and I make no bones about it. I was a sinner. I am a sinner. We are all sinners. Only he is perfect. No one is perfect, Uh, and the temptations of Satan have to be fought, as I have learned, every single day. Uh, but I had a great and uh, uh, fabled career. I'm a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, I appeared on CNN, MSNBC, Fox. Uh, you know, my political opinions were sought. Uh, but then, unfortunately, because I was a 42-year friend of President Donald Trump, um, I was targeted uh, in a political prosecution uh, in which special counsel Robert Mueller Uh, basically fabricated charges against me of lying to Congress, get this, about Russian collusion uh, in order to pressure me to bear false witness against 
my friend of 42 years, Donald Trump, so that my testimony could become an, an article of impeachment to mm. remove the president. The problem was it was a lie. I had actually passed three separate lie detector tests, polygraph tests. And while polygraph tests are not admissible uh, in a courtroom, they're used by the federal government and the FBI and local police departments and state police departments to determine who's telling the truth all the time. So um, I refused uh, to uh, bear false witness, uh, as the Ten Commandments tells us. Uh, and I went through a very difficult two-year period uh, in which I was dejected uh, and I was disheartened uh, and I was scared, not so much for myself, but for my wife of 30 years uh, who was hearing impaired. And uh, I didn't know who, how she would live, who would support her, how she would mm. survive if I was unfairly uh, incarcerated. The pressure on me to make a deal and save myself. Uh, they said, look, here's a here's a list of 29 cell phone calls between you and candidate Trump in 2016. All you have to do is say that every one of these calls pertain to coordinating with the Russians regarding the WikiLeaks disclosures, uh, and we'll get leniency for you uh, from the judge. Otherwise, if you don't cooperate, we're going to send you to a federal prison for seven to nine years. And mm. well, uh, you know, at 60, then 68 years old, and with a lifetime history of asthma, uh, being sent to a prison that the Department of Prisons, Bureau of Prisons, insisted had no COVID-19 cases, which in fact had 200, uh, I was facing a, a death sentence. Uh, and uh, in my despair, when I hit rock bottom and I was drinking too much, um, I, I was depressed, I was angry. Mm. Uh, I, had a, I had a chance meeting uh, with Reverend Franklin Graham. Uh, a young uh, evangelist named Reverend Randy Coggins, at that time, I think only 26 years old, whose father had been a pastor uh, and whose grandfather had been a pastor. I had met him at a book signing in North Florida and we'd exchanged phone numbers. Uh, and as a true apostle of the Lord, Randy Coggins badgered me day and, and night to turn my burden over to Christ. Really? <laughs> wow. And he kept saying, there's no reason, Roger, for you to be depressed and angry. You will be lifted up. You can be saved, but you can't be saved living the way you are now. You can't. Uh, and then uh, Franklin Graham was coming to Boca Raton uh, near my home in Florida uh, for one of his revivals. And Members of Randy's family uh, were close to uh, uh, both uh, Paula White, who was close to Reverend Graham and uh, to Reverend Graham himself. And they arranged a 20 minute meeting for me. And when I worked for President Nixon, I had met Billy Graham, not once, but twice. I thought he was one of the greatest men of the 20th century. I saw him uh, when I was 12 years old. I saw him wow. uh, at a, a tent revival in Bridgeport, Connecticut in August imagine what the temperature was there. My, my grandmother worked as a, a domestic in a, the home of some very wealthy people in Darien. Uh, and the woman who was the cook of the household, who we called my aunt Ida, she wasn't really my aunt, but she was like an aunt, asked my parents if she could take me to Billy Graham's uh, uh, crusade. Uh, and I went, and it's one of the earliest memories I have as a boy uh, uh, of Billy Graham, who in the beginning Steve, he looked like a bronzed god. Every really? <laughs> yeah. uh, the lighting was amazing. 
Uh, and by the end of it, he was drenched in sweat. His hair was hanging in his face. He had thrown off his jacket. Uh, but at that moment, everyone in that tent believed. Everyone in that tent turned their life over to Christ. I remember it very distinctly. Uh, I also had the opportunity to drive him uh, in a golf cart in Key Biscayne from the old Key Biscayne Hilton Hotel to President Nixon's compound. Uh, and uh, Reverend Graham gave me a Bible, which I still have today uh, on that occasion. So I always admired Billy Graham. Uh, and I jumped at the chance to meet Franklin Graham. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was thinking like the politician, like the political animal that I am. And I said, well, Reverend Graham, here's what I'm facing. Here's the problem. Uh, and my lawyers won't let me talk to President Trump, my friend of 42 years, and his lawyers won't let them, him talk to me. Perhaps you could put in a good word for me in terms of executive clemency, because I'm not going to get a fair trial. I have a hateful judge. I have a rigged jury. I have a corrupt jury forewoman who it turned out had been attacking me by name on Facebook and Twitter, but had mm. her attacks on me on a private setting in the year before she was selected as a juror. She attacked me regarding the very case in which she was selected as a juror. So uh, Franklin Graham was very forthright. He said, I'll see what I can do about all that, but let me give you a better piece of advice. Turn your burden over to the Lord. Confess your sins to the Lord. Get right with Jesus a surrender your life to Jesus, and this burden will be lifted from you. I have known other men uh, in your position, and they did this, and the Lord delivered them from their persecutors. And because I believe you're telling the truth and you've done nothing wrong, he will deliver you too. But it takes an affirmative action on your part to be saved. Wow. Uh, and I thought about it for a minute, and I said, well, thank you, Reverend Graham. I'm going to think about that. Then we went out to this field. There were 2,000 Christians, uh, and he spoke, and he was a, he's not his father. He's very different, but he has his yeah. own very effective style. Uh, and he came to the part of his oration where he said, I don't care if your problem is drug addiction or alcoholism or financial problems or health problems or family problems or problems with the law. Uh, if you turn your life over to Christ, uh, if you will be saved, if you'll stand up now and confess your sins, I guarantee you the Lord will step into your life and he will save you. And in that moment, without any hesitation, without any embarrassment, uh, it, it was just the, 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 the feeling came over me that it was the right thing to do. I stood and I confessed in a field with 200 others. And Steve, it was like cement blocks were lifted from my shoulders. I had hey. an attitude about life and about the trial by fire that I knew I was going to face. Uh, and I believe to this day that it is only because I was redeemed in the blood of the cross that President Donald Trump uh, had the strength and the courage in an election year to recognize that I was railroaded, uh, that I had done nothing wrong, that I was being used as a pawn, and that they were pressuring me to get at him. Uh, and uh, he commuted my sentence two days before I was to be snatched into a dank Georgia prison. And wow. then that Christmas, he gave me an unconditional pardon. Uh, now, I wish I could tell you that was the end of our travails. But shortly after my pardon, uh, my wife of 30 years, who really was my rock during the trial, who was the one who kept saying, remember what Franklin Graham told you. Remember what Reverend Graham told you. D don't be depressed. Don't lose heart. 
face this, uh, you know, uh, with strength. She was diagnosed with aggressive stage four cancer. Hmm. Uh, this was a PTSD from this two and a half year experience in which we lost our home. We lost my car. We lost our savings. We lost most of our insurance. I was actually gagged for 16 months. I wasn't even allowed to come on a show like this to defend really? myself. CNN, the Washington Post, the New York Times, MSNBC, they could say anything they wanted about me. And they did. They kept saying I was a Russian spy. I was a traitor to my country. Uh, all these things were untrue. But I couldn't even defend myself or the judge would send me immediately to the gulag. Uh, she, uh, she was uh, diagnosed shortly after my pardon. Uh, and I can tell you now, this is this news is only 48 year, 48 hours old. Oh, really? Uh, based on her latest CAT scans, uh, despite what the doctors predicted, she is 18 months cancer free wow. due only to the healing power of Jesus Christ wow. and the prayers around the globe uh, for her from those who know about our plight. Thank you, Jesus. That's amazing, Roger. What an amazing, amazing testimony. And, you know, I've been watching you. You know, I think I, I think this is our fourth time together. But, you know, even in that short period of time so from your first one, now I see growth in you. You know, it's not like Roger Stone became some mamby-pamby that didn't that stopped fighting for truth, justice in the American way, if you will. Because I see you. I see your telegrams. I see, you know. I see your posting. You didn't. You didn't shrivel up and stop fighting for righteousness and for what's true. Uh, but you know, you've you you've replaced all of that hostility that you said you once had. Now I didn't know you before, but I can tell you know from your story. But anyway, that's amazing. Now I want to do this. I want to play a video, and you you you've seen this one before. It's been pivotal in your life. Kim Clement had a word about a stone, and it also had Trump in it. So. We're going to go ahead and play that. And this was years ago, before you knew him and he knew you. So let's go ahead and run that, Michael. Well, they were saying, how do we kill the giant? How do we kill the giant of death? How do we kill the giant of socialism? How do we kill the giant of human secularism? I have placed that man amongst you. Take all these little little remarks I'm giving you they are gems the name and the word gold and God says these that shall reject him shall be shocked at how he takes the giant down but God said watch I said 20,000 look not to Wall Street however observe and they shall say what is your plan for this this giant and he will take a simple stone remember the name and he will hold it up and they will laugh at him but the plan is so brilliant says the Lord it could only have been given by me they will shout, impeach, impeach, but this shall not happen. And then God says, highly embarrassing moments when another Snowden arises. And people will become very afraid. 
Wow. So, Roger, now when did you come to hear that prophetic word? How long ago did you hear that? Uh, Barry, you know, uh, Steve, it was only after my redemption uh, that people, you know, began hearing about it because one of the clear messages I got from the Lord was tell your story so that others could be saved. So I can't tell you how many Christian podcasts, radio shows, speeches, how many churches I visited, because I want to help other people who have problems. I want to tell them that God will deliver them. And I started getting emails and text messages asking me if I knew about Kim Clement and the, and the stone prophecy. And I didn't, but I found it online. Uh, and um, I, I thought and prayed about it because I want to be very clear. I am not claiming to be a savior. I'm not claiming even to be a prophet. I am, I'm just a man. But I, I'm walking in his way. Uh, and I believe my life was spared for a purpose. Uh, and I believe the way God's plan works is he doesn't tell you his whole plan mm -hmm. all at once. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, he tells you his plan as he's ready to reveal it to you. But he has important work for me to do. Uh, and then I learned of Robin Bullock. And Robin Bullock had a prophecy in which he said, when the stone is released, the giant will fall. Uh, and then I had the opportunity to meet uh, Kim Clement's daughter, Donna, Petruska, Donna Clement Petruska. We became very good friends. She became a spiritual advisor. Wow. And then just weeks ago, Steve, I was 70 years old. She gave me uh, Kim Clement's personal Bible. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This Bible has his underlinings and his annotations, uh, as you can see. Uh, this never leaves my side. I spend hours with this every night. Uh, his, his writings are in the margins of what things mean. Uh, this, is one of, this, this is one of the most treasured things uh, that I've ever been given. Uh, look, I have a lot of political memorabilia. You can see it behind me. But this has more meaning in my life uh, than, you, uh, than you can possibly imagine. So I, 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 I wish I could tell you um, that this entire odyssey, you know, uh, had a happy ending. But only two weeks ago, uh, Barry Wunsch, who became a good friend, another spiritual advisor, uh, whose prophecies in my life have proved to be extraordinarily accurate, told me, uh, that uh, Barack Obama, who I've discussed on this show, who I believe that may actually be the Antichrist, uh, but is who certainly the one uh, running the country and the global uh, one world conspiracy today, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and Hillary Clinton, uh, furious about my escaping the deadly snare set for me by Robert Mueller and Adam Schiff, would try yet again to destroy me. Uh, I am battered, uh, I'm broke, uh, I'm censored and canceled, so banned for life on Twitter, banned for life on Facebook, banned for life on Instagram. It's very hard for me to get my side of things out. People can go to stonezone.com if they want to see the things I'm writing and talking about. Uh, but Barry contacted me and said, there's going to be an attack on you. I have seen it. It is coming. It will be deadly, but you will survive it. And I couldn't imagine what this could be. And then I learned that, that the January 6th committee a week ago had scheduled a hearing uh, 
uh, and they leaked to CNN and, and MSNBC that I was the target of this of this hearing, which meant hundreds of thousands of, of dollars of new legal bills for me, uh, and that they would use falsified evidence and maybe even uh, lying witnesses in an effort to frame me in some way in connection with the January 6th crimes. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. And Roger, let me just ask you this real quick. Are they trying in, are, are they trying to only destroy you now, or are they still trying to get you to go back and, and testify so they'll be good to you? What? Just now, I think this point. is about my destruction. This has to do with bloodlust okay. and bitterness. First okay. of all, they, they, the elitists chortle and laugh about my redemption. That's a head fake. That's yeah. Stone posturing. It's another one of his dirty tricks. Well, you know, Steve, I don't care what they think. I only care what he thinks. Good for you, Roger. You can't, wow. you can't fool God. You can't bargain with God. You can't con God. God knows whether your redemption is real. God knows what kind of life you are living. God knows whether you're sinning or whether you're trying to keep his commandments. He knows. Uh, and uh, this is uh, this is exactly what Barry foresaw. Because of the hurricane, this was God's uh, intercession. We were supposed to do this show a week ago. A yeah, week ago. That's right. And because of the hurricane, CNN and MSNBC showed their hand. I know those who will come forward and lie. I know what clips of video have been fabricated to make me uh, look complicit. Let me be very clear. I wasn't on the eclipse, uh, the ellipse on January 6th for the president's speech. I did not march to the Capitol. I was not at the Capitol. Although I came in contact with individual members of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, that proves nothing whatsoever. There is no evidence whatsoever uh, that I knew in advance about, participated in, or condoned any illegal action on January 6th. And by the way, I wasn't even involved in the efforts to delay the Electoral College vote, which, by the way, Hillary Clinton and her campaign and 131 Democratic members of Congress tried to do in 2016. But right. today they're telling us is illegal, uh, which is uh, which is uh, uh, which is uh, uh, treasonous, which is seditious. I don't agree with that, but I spoke in favor of it. I spoke in favor, uh, I, I expressed my view that based on 40 years in politics and 11, now 12 national presidential campaigns in which I have been directly involved at the highest levels, that the anomalies and the irregularities surrounding this election indicate to me that there, were, that there was fraud. I have a, a constitutional right to express that view. Totally. Now they want to make that a crime. And they've made it very, very clear. So I, I'm heading into this crucible again. It's why I need the prayers of everyone out there yes. uh, on your streams. Uh, it's why I need your support at the stonefamilyfund.com because I don't have the money for the lawyers I need for this. Yeah. I don't have the money for my wife's continuing uh, holistic uh, cancer treatments. These peptides uh, that have been very effective, I think, in her recovery are expensive. Uh, yeah. the, uh, the vitamins, uh, uh, the vitamin infusions are not that expensive, but 
they are when you have virtually nothing. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking to rebuild my life. Uh, but I must tell you, once again, I have no fear. Yeah. Because I have I put my trust in him. Uh, and I know that he did not bring me all this way for this. Uh, and I know the character of those on the January 6th committee. You see, Steve, members of Congress have absolute immunity in the courts. They can say anything they want about you. They can falsify evidence against you. They can digitally manipulate. They can mm -hmm. edit. And these are people who, when the president called for a peaceful, patriotic march to the Capitol, they cut that out of the video they showed in their hearings. They edited the text messages between Congressman Jim Jordan and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. This woman, Cassidy Hutchison, who already testified, yeah, she bore false witness against me. She said on January 5th uh, that President Trump instructed his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, to call me and General Michael Flynn uh, to fight to, quote, find out what would happen on January 6th, although I wouldn't know, uh, and that those calls had been completed. That is perjury. Yeah. I've never talked to Mark Meadows in my life, and my good friend General Flynn has not either. She further went on to say that Meadows was scheduled to meet at a war room at the Willard Hotel, uh, but in lieu of his attending the meeting, he called Stone and Flynn for a verbal briefing. I was never in any war room in the Willard Hotel. If there was one there, I don't know about it. I was not in it. Either was General Flynn, and there was no such phone call. These are crimes far worse than what I was charged with, but Cassidy Hutchison, who's bore false witness against me and been so burned in her perjury by the committee, she will not be punished. So uh, this is not Republicans versus Democrats. This isn't liberals versus conservatives. Uh, this is not just, you know, two philosophies of government in a political squabble. Uh, the old Democratic Party of Harry Truman uh, and John F. Kennedy, uh, that was an anti-communist bulk work. Uh, oh, yeah. they, were, they were both religious men of God. That party no longer exists. The Democratic Party uh, of some of my ancestors has been taken over by a godless, atheistic, woke elite. Uh, and they cannot get over the fact that President Trump saved my life. They hate me because I beat them in 11 presidential campaigns. Wow. <laughs> because the Lord stepped in to save my life, and they are bent on my destruction. Uh, and uh, I, I refuse to stop fighting. I refuse to, to stop speaking. When uh, you have a near-death experience like this, yeah. uh, and uh, my own children, my own grandchildren said to me, uh, Dad, Grandpa, how much more can you take? Uh, you're broke. You're canceled. Uh, uh, grandma is sick. You know, maybe you should just withdraw. Maybe you should retire and go silent. Maybe you should just write historical books. I've written uh, five books, two New York Times bestsellers. Uh, maybe you should stop speaking out and just lay low. No, I won't do that. That's wow. not what the Lord wants me to do. I don't you. know exactly what it is he wants me to do because, as I said, he will tell me when he's ready. Well, and a lot of it, Roger, you're doing you're out of your mouth right now. You're doing what he told you to do. And and people that are in all kinds of troubles right now, as we speak, are hearing a man of faith who's been through far worse than they've ever thought to be in legally. They're trying to do, 
ruin you over and over and over. And just when you think they've stopped, they think of another whole hundreds of thousands of dollars of more legal fees that they want. They're trying to destroy you. Uh, so you, you, you just dry up and go away. But God bless you. Look at that strength that you have. I wanted to also comment, Roger, that what you were talking about, Hillary Clinton and, and those ilk that in 2016, uh, they were, I'm trying to remember, it was 2016. Yeah, it was 2016 where they tried to stop, even after the, President Trump was elected, they tried to all these tricks to the Electoral College. They tried to get people not to vote as they were required by law to vote their electoral, the Electoral College. You know, a lot of people don't even think about that because it happens, it happens. Nobody thinks about it. Everyone votes the way they were committed to vote. They tried to change that. Now they're calling those same, first of all, they accused you of doing something you didn't do. And then they said, and because you did those things that you didn't do, that's that's treasonous. It's the hypocrisy. And I'm just going to come come right out and say it, the pure evil for them to do this to, to a human being, all because of all kinds of power, you know. So, man, it, the fact that you're walking in as much forgiveness as you are, and no one's perfect in that. But the fact that you're walking in as much, the fact that you're, you're you're continuing to go back up to the Lord and saying it's Him, it's what He wants, and I just I really want to I don't want to overly kudo you, but I'm kudo. That's just amazing. Uh, I'm really proud of you. But no, you're doing exactly what He called you to do until He tells you the next thing, right? So what what's next now? Um, now I, I do I do want to point out I can't point to it from here but stonefamilyfund.com I do want to encourage our viewers to support uh, Roger I already you've actually told my accountant to send a check over to that today or however she transmits it I think it'll come out tomorrow um, but I really want people to support that because I know you need it. we got to live at the same time you know you actually have two funds of a defense fund and the Stone Family Fund but you, they both are are in need. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, nobody has been a, a more of a rock for me than Robin Bullock. Yeah. I, I go to him with my with my fears and my complaints. And he says, no, reread De De Deuteronomy 31 six, brother. Reread it right now. Read it before you go to bed. Read it when you wake up in the morning. Awesome. I straight. He said the, the stone is still in flight, he said. And I said, Robin, the message I keep getting from the Lord when I'm praying is that he wants me to speak. That's what he wants me to do. And he said, amen, brother, then do what the Lord is telling you. Speak, speak every place you can and speak the truth. Live Good. the truth, fight for the truth. Uh, and, and that is what I'm doing. Look, some people, you're right, prefer to give to the legal fight. You can go to stonedefensefund.com. That money can only be used for lawyers. Stone Family Fund can be used both to pay my lawyers and to support uh, my family in this difficult time. I really have nobody else to turn to. Steve, 65,000 people gave to my defense fund or my family five. 65,000 wow. Christians responded when, you know, when I just ran out of cash, when we lost the house, we lost our insurance, most of it, not all of it, thank God. Uh, but, you know, when I had to eat with my own kids, my grown kids, because I couldn't afford groceries, the number of Christians who stepped forward uh, to lift us up, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time writing thank you letters uh, because, uh, you know, even to small donors, uh, people who give me 50 bucks, whether it's 50 bucks, whether it's 5,000 bucks, whether it's five bucks, uh, you know, I, I feel an obligation. I spent 
a huge amount of time sending thank you notes and thanking people. And then those who can't afford to send anything. And there are those people too. Your prayers are just as valuable as your dollars. Yeah. It's not that I don't need the financial support. I do. But prayer has power. Prayer healed my wife. Yeah, it did. Prayer saved me from dying in a dank Georgia prison. By the way, you're supposed to be sent to a prison near your home. I live in South Florida. They wanted to send me to a prison in a rural part of Georgia. Uh, they uh, insisted that a new regulation that said if you were over 65 years old uh, and uh, convicted of a nonviolent crime during the COVID-19 pandemic, you were supposed to be sent to home confinement. And the prosecutor laughed and said to my lawyer, that regulation is for everyone in America but Roger Stone. Oh, wow. This is the word, so, you know, this is, that's evil. That's just evil. You're trying to hurt a human being. Uh, Anyone that looks at that and says, well, you know, they, they thought well of it. They're just trying to do their job. No, they're not. Well, they are. Their job is to destroy you. Uh, but God, but God, you know, so I'm really jazzed at your, at your faith, Roger. Well, talk about um, the fact that you were saying you're not, you know, I was seeing in the notes what you had written down, that you said, I'm in faith, not fear. Do you have days where fear will try and come on you and then you fight it back or Tell me where, how that here, works. Here are the two hardest things about being a Christian. Yeah. Uh, the first one is, is to leave fear behind. Uh, I've read several books by John Ramirez, uh, who is a Christian yeah. apostle, uh, who was once himself an agent for Satan, a warlock, a man who destroyed lives and families. Really? Uh, but he was saved by the Lord himself, and he has written a couple of terrific books. Uh, he has a ministry out of New York City. He's a very blunt talking New Yorker. There's nothing smooth about John, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he and I had similar experiences. I mean, I did it all the booze, the drugs, uh, the wild times. It was a, I was a different person then. Uh, but Satan tries constantly to distract you. Uh, uh, and you have to be steeled against that. The hardest thing to do is to lose fear by putting all faith in Christ, by all faith in the Lord that he will live. Yeah, I have, I have moments of weakness. That's when I remember that Robin Bullock said, read Deut Deuteronomy 31, six, when those moments come upon you, brother. And I do, uh, and they vanish. Here's the other part that's really difficult as yeah. a Christian. Hebrews 10 tells us vengeance is reserved for the Lord. Uh, I'm half Sicilian. I used, to hate, oh, wow. I used to hate those who had tried to destroy me. I used mm -hmm. to hate for them. I wanted to kill them. I don't anymore. I've forgiven them. It's wow. the hardest thing you can possibly do. Yeah, uh, They will be judged. They'll be judged by him, but not by me. Vengeance is not my right. Vengeance is the right of the Lord. But let's take Steve Bannon. Steve yeah. Bannon and I are not friends. Steve Bannon told the House Intelligence Committee, that he had never discussed Julian Assange, WikiLeaks, uh, or the WikiLeaks disclosures with me at any time, uh, ever. And then at my trial, he testified that when he was asked, did you ever speak to Roger Stone about WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, and these disclosures? He said, yes, Stone brought it up in every conversation we had, uh, and I considered him our access point with WikiLeaks. That was perjury. For two years, I was bitter and angry uh, and furious about this. Now, Steve Bannon himself has been charged. 
Steve, I sincerely tell you, I have forgiven Steve Bannon wow. for those trespasses, and I am praying for him. I'm praying that there is justice in his case. Yeah. You, you have no idea. Well, you probably do, but it's very hard to do this. But it is absolutely what the Bible commands. If you can love your enemies, if you can forgive, it, it's one of God's most important commandments. So and I have managed, despite my Sicilian temper, uh, to do it. The other thing I've had to do, in all honesty, is clean up my language. I started getting text messages and emails from Christians who said, you know, we really like you. Uh, we think you're really, really smart, but why do you drop so many F-bombs? Why, <laughs> why do you have to be so crude? Uh, and um, they're right. Uh, and I talked to my wife about it. I also talked to my pastor about it. I used to go to St. Anthony's Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or Catholic Church. Uh, the Monsignor there is a good man. Uh, but I got tired of the wokeism being taught to me. Really? I want to hear about the sanctity of human life, not about why I should be vaccinated. Oh, so my today goodness. I, well, today I go to Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. James Kennedy, dedicated by yeah. Reverend Billy, Billy Graham. Wow. And we have one of the most dynamic young pastors, Rob Pacenza, who is one of the most extraordinary speakers I have ever met. And I'm in the business of speaking. Uh, he had a sermon about the difference between God's justice and the social justice of today uh, that was one of the most compelling, Goodness, understandable, wow. uh, smoothest, powerful sermons I've ever heard in my life. And here's the best part, Steve. When I go to Coral Ridge, the people there are glad to see me. The people there are, welcome me and they pray with me and they pray. They say, can we stop and pray with you for a moment? And I'm uh, and I'm lifted up and I feel like I have a, a family, a Christian wow. family. Amazing. Whereas my old church, half the people there were friendly. The other half of the people just sneered at me. One wow. day a woman said to me, what are you doing here? I said, lady, it's a church. This is a church. This is. God's house. What do you mean? What am I doing here? The real question is, why are you asking me a question like that here? This is a place where you're supposed to leave your politics at the door. So, uh, you know, look, I, I'm baptized as a Catholic. Uh, I, I really have come to the point where I guess I consider myself a non-denominational Christian because I really don't think it matters if you're a Catholic right. or Lutheran or a Methodist or a right. Here's what matters. Do you believe in the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ exactly. as the only begotten Son of Man? Do exactly. you believe in the Holy Spirit? Do you believe in the Trinity? Do you believe in the Bible, both Old and New Testament? I don't care what you call yourself. If you believe in those things, you will be saved if you live them. So, uh, you know, there are still members of my family who ask me why I left the church. I haven't left the church. I see the church as a larger thing. Yeah. You either believe in Christ and put your faith in Christ, or you don't. Yeah. I don't like this pope. I'll be quite candid about that. He says things that I don't believe. I mean, he said in a, in a recent speech uh, that the Bible speaks against private property. So, sorry, uh, uh, Father, but 
the Bible enshrines private property in nine different places. God <laughs> believed in hard work and free enterprise yeah, and honest oil. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. Uh, so uh, it is, it, it has, it's hard for a lot of my friends. It's crazy if he didn't believe in free, uh, uh, free enterprise and property. What did he give to Abraham? Then Isaac, then Jacob, then Joseph, and this is your land, and this is where you go, and this is where you're buried, and oh my goodness. Well, you know, and, and Roger, I probably know, this may be surprising, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was in my 20s, not, I wasn't even 30 yet, by the time I was in my 20s, and, and it was finished by the time I was in my 20s, I'm 67 now, I had lost eight pieces of property, I was on 13 lawsuits, this was when interest rates were uh, 18, 19, 20%. You couldn't sell or buy anything. And I got caught right in the middle of that. So I lost it all. I had left the denomination of my youth. So they considered me lost and going to hell because I wasn't a member of that denomination anymore. But what had happened is in the middle of all of that, I found the Lord because everything before that was just do's and don'ts. And I didn't really know or understand the plan of salvation, even, even as you just articulated it. So I had enemies. I had left the church in my youth. I had been sued by everybody. That, you know. So I mean, I, my uh, trial was not nearly, nearly as severe as what you had, but I've had enough of each of those to totally relate to all this that you've described. By the way, all those lawsuits, I would just keep praying. Do you know this? I never went to court, and every one of the 13 dropped off one at a time, just dropped off. They just gave up. So, it was, but God, you know, I pursued God and he took care of the rest. And it's the same story with you. He's going to drop them all off. Today, my wife and I, even before this January 6th nonsense, my wife and I have been sued 16 times in civil lawsuits by, by nut jobs, crackpots, leftists, Democrats, people just, just angry about uh, my pardon. There were once 17. Today, there are 11. Uh, through the support of so many and the, my, my prayers, I prevailed in six and I will wow. prevail in every single one of them. They call this lawfare. Load more and more legal bills on you. Drag your name through the mud. When they file the lawsuit, it gets giant headlines in your local paper and in the national news. When it's dismissed by an honest judge, it gets no coverage whatsoever. Uh, I was sued by the IRS uh, in a civil suit in the Biden administration over my 2006 taxes. They didn't say in their lawsuit that I had underreported income or failed to report assets. They said it in the press release attached to the lawsuit, but they didn't say it in the lawsuit because it isn't true. My 2006 income taxes, by the way, I'm up to date for every year from 2006 to today. Wow not without a lot of work. So yeah. even before the January 6th committee hearing, which is going to cost me a fortune in legal fees, I was already drowning in lawsuits, but God gave us victory in six of them, and he will provide victory in every one because I'm telling the truth, because not a single one of them is substantiated. Not a single one of them is real. Not a single one of them is has any merit. It's what they call lawfare. It's just harassment. Uh, it's endless harassment. And it's simply because I refuse to turn on Donald Trump. 
Wow. I refused to, to, they wanted to make my testimony a, an impeachment count. Uh, you know, Satan is the father of all lies. Yeah. Satan can only do one thing and lie. You know what they told me? You won't even have to testify against me. Just sign this. Oh, my goodness. We won't, we won't even make this pub. All you, you, you won't even have to face him. Uh, 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 trial, and it was all a lie. That was a lie too, because if you had signed that, then they would have then they would have served you with a notice to appear and say it in in a court of law. It's like this lies, lies, lies. You know that's why <laughs> your forgiveness speaks so highly. I want to come to back to your wife for a minute. Um, it occurs to me to ask you this because you're Roger Stone, the famous Roger Stone, and all of that, and yet here's a situation where your wife had suddenly is diagnosed with aggressive fourth stage cancer. Most people with aggressive fourth stage anything in cancer, they die. But here she is, um, 18 months, I think you said, is, is now, you're now cancer-free. And yet you said, uh, you admitted, you, you disclosed that your, your need and desire and wisdom to, is to continue to, to buy expensive, med, not meds, but um, peptides, Natural, these are natural remedies, but they're expensive. Talk about the fact that on the one hand, we say God absolutely has healed and miraculously done this for my wife. And at the same time, wisdom steps in and says, but we're going to keep it at bay. I mean, what's your thought process? Do you? I really I love what where you are with that. But talk about it for people who say, well, I thought you said she was healed. How come you're spending all this money on Look, all the peptides in the world, all the exotic mushrooms, every every vitamin, these things will not save you yeah. uh, without God's guidance. Yeah. I did a deep dive uh, of research. I found a website called thetruthaboutcancer.com, oh, uh, and I learned about holistic and all-natural healing of cancer. But every other page of the website tells you about the role of Christ in this. It's not awesome. all, It's not all science. Uh, but the Lord uh, educates you. The Lord shows you the way. So the doctors have a cookie cutter. They say, oh, chemotherapy uh, and radiation. Well, in all honesty, uh, my wife suffers from something called uh, uh, lateral um, uh, uh, rheumatitis, where uh, the, the the muscles uh, and the negs uh, and the uh, uh, and the uh, uh, tendons, everything swells in your neck, mm. choking off uh, your arteries, oh, uh, and, and you usually go blind and die of a stroke. And because of that, uh, she controls that with small doses of prednisone. Uh, she's had it for a number of years. It's completely uncontrol under control, uh, and uh, she's very healthy and very, very strong. A Cuban-American woman a beautiful woman, a beautiful soul, someone who uh, is a good both inside and out. Wow. But a person who takes prednisone uh, cannot be radiated. They're counterindicated. You will die if you do that. Really? So I had to say to the doctor, doctor, you're recommending aggressive chemotherapy and radiation. Have you read my wife's chart? Do you realize she is? Uh, she has on this prescription from her physician for Prednisone, if she's radiated, she could die. And he said, oh, your wife's on prednisone? And I said, have you have you even <laughs> looked at her chart? Did you even study her medical records before your diagnosis? 
And then because I'm Roger Stone, I said, uh, I'm going to ask you a tough question. What's your kickback on the chemotherapy, doctor? And he got very huffy. What, what, do you, why, what do you mean kickback? I said, how much money do you receive when she gets a chemotherapy treatment? And he says, well, there is a referral fee. And I said, well, my business, we call that a kickback. And therefore, I'd like a second opinion from a doctor who has no direct financial stake uh, in her treatment and her protocol. And I went Good. to another doctor and the other doctor said, radiation is completely out of the question. Before we try uh, chemotherapy, well, you should try these other therapies. God enlightens you. God yeah. drove me to that doctor. This this well, just wouldn't happen. Uh, you that's know, if amazing. This would that's not happen amazing. if you were atheists. Now, I'm not going to say that she did nothing and we just prayed because right. that was God's plan. That's not what he instructed me to do. What he told me to do was learn as much as you possibly can because your wife can be saved. Uh, and then we had one call, uh, call chain that literally went around the globe. Steve, there were people on the phone from Spain, from, from Cuba, where the phones are blocked, from Israel, uh, from Africa, uh, from, the, from the Orient, uh, from Asia. There were thousands of people on this, plane, on, this, uh, on this prayer call that a couple of pastors who are good friends of mine had organized for weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, my wife is a very shy person. She's not political like I am. She's a, she's a strong supporter uh, of the president. And uh, yeah. President Trump was at our wedding when we were married. He, after my wife uh, danced with me and danced with my father, he was the third person to dance wow. with the bride at my wedding. Uh, but uh, uh, there is there's no question whatsoever that it, that faith is what delivered her from the door of death. Faith delivered me from dying in a dank federal prison. Faith is going to deliver me from the latest attempt to destroy me tomorrow uh, at one o'clock at these televised hearings. Uh, but uh, you know I cannot do it alone, which is why I'm so grateful to be here on Elijah's Dreams. You, yeah. you, everyone who watches this show has lifted us up before with their yes, prayers the and truth. their support. Uh, and that's I felt truth. it and it has worked. Uh, and I'm just honored to be able to be with you and know no matter what happens, I'm not going to start talk, stop talking about God's good news. Good for you, I'm Roger. Not. Good for you, Roger. Well, let's do this. I want to say, say that. I'm glad we hit that thing about cancer. Say that website again. The truth about is it? TheTruthAboutCancer.com for people who awesome. are affected with cancer. You know, there's going to be a lot of people who are saved in multiple ways because of that just now today. You just did a good thing right there. And then StoneFamilyFund.com is a support for you and the family, but it also allows you to to pay um, uh, legal Lawyer. fees out of that. But you then you also have the legal one. StoneDefenseFund.com. If you just want the money to go to my legal defense, some people do. Uh, yeah. By law, I can strictly only use that to pay lawyers. I need to pay lawyers. The Stone yeah. Family Fund, I can pay legal fees, but I can also buy groceries and gasoline if I have yeah. to. Uh, and, either and I, one, uh, and it sustains us. I'm not going to stop fighting, uh, yeah. but I do need help. Uh, and yeah. uh, yes, I will write you. I will personally write you a thank you because I, I believe that that it is uh, it's it's part of uh, my requirement. That's awesome. Uh, I am I'm, I'm completely ready for tomorrow because I know the truth 
And I know Adam Schiff and Jamie Raskin and this woman, Zoe Lofgren, lied. To, I read a piece today where she said Stone was an intermediary between the White House and these extremist groups. No, I wasn't. There is no evidence whatsoever of that, but I can't sue you because you hide behind your congressional immunity. Uh, are, are, you, are you appearing there tomorrow or are they just no. going to? Okay, they're just going to. No, I, I was subpoenaed to appear. Okay. Uh, I fulfilled my legal obligations under the subpoena by, by showing up. Okay. I, I asserted my Fifth Amendment right because I've been down this road. Yeah. You go in and you answer the questions as honestly as you can, uh, and then they invent some process yes. crime, some perjury crime. Oh, Stone, did you have a club sandwich on August 9th? Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. Was it mustard or mayonnaise? Uh, I think it was mustard. No, it was mayonnaise. We're indicting you for lying to Congress. I, I wish that was as much of a joke, but seriously, in my yeah. trial, they said, did you get an email from Steve Bannon on August 9th, uh, uh, 2000, uh, 2016? I said, I, I, I don't remember. They said, well, here it is. You did, so you've lied. I said, it's a link to a story on the front page of that morning's Washington Post. Why? It's immaterial. Why would I hide that? Immaterial. You lied to the committee. And I was charged. It, it was that flimsy because it wasn't about the truth. It was about pressuring me to testify against Trump because I guess they thought, like Michael Cohen, that I would just buckle to save my own skin. I don't know how one would look themselves in the mirror if they did that. I, I can't imagine how one would do that. Yeah, I never I don't know. I, I never it, for a second even considered it, but I also was staring into the abyss. I mean, I knew they would that I would be railroaded in D.C. and that I would die in a federal prison unless uh, the president stepped in to save me. And the president only stepped in to save me because of my prayers, because I changed my life and the Lord delivered that's me. Really, that's that's really interesting. Franklin Graham said he would. Well, yeah, and, and but I still find it really interesting where you said, because you know you talked to Graham, Franklin Graham and asked if he put in a word for you, but the bottom line is you still got it. You said he only pardoned you, commuted and then pardoned because of your prayers. And that's really insightful because especially for, you know, in, one, in some senses, I could call you a baby Christian, but you, but you were Catholic all the way. But you were like me in my first half of my life or third of my life. You know, I was a baby Christian. I was a claiming to be a Christian, but I didn't get it. Then once I accepted the Lord, really, when I was when I was almost 30 years old, uh, I was a baby Christian for years after that. So, but I mean, with that, with that, with your newfound faith, you're saying the only reason Trump pardoned you is because of um, of your faith and your prayers. That's very, very insightful. Yeah, I, I know that there are advisors around the president telling him not to do it. Yeah. Oh, I really? There are advisors very, very close to him in the White House, maybe even some members of his own family who are mm. telling him not to do it. I knew that. Really? Uh, I know politics. I know a lot about it. I worked for Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan. These are pretty, pretty tough guys, by the way. Yeah. Either one of them, not an iota as tough as Donald J. Trump. Really? He's done more for the Right to Life movement. He's done more to fight for Christians being persecuted around the globe than any president in American history. Earlier Republican presidents gave lip service to the sanctity of life, but they didn't really do anything for it. Not, not Donald Trump. But I knew that there was a political intrigue. I've been in this business 40 years. Uh, yeah. But I also knew that if I prayed fervently enough and if God was convinced of my sincerity, 
that Donald Trump could be moved to do the right thing. Uh, and uh, he called me hours before I was to be taken. And he said, you know, I was never going to uh, let you go to prison. And I said, no, sir, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that. I prayed for it. I thought it. But this idea that Stone lied to cover up for Trump and they had a secret deal. No, that's not true. I had no assurances. I was going on faith, 100% on faith. Uh, wow. and, uh, you know, uh, the, the Lord will deliver you. So by, by the way, again, the final message, there's the yeah. final message yeah. for anybody out there who has an affliction, alcoholism, drugs, money problems, family problems. Uh, believe me, the Lord will lift you up. There's nothing he can't do. No political reporter, no lawyer in the world will tell you that they will all tell you Stone was cooked. He was done. He will mm -hmm. die in a prison. Trump will never take the political risk of pardoning him, but he did. He so, did because so good. Because Jesus Christ can do anything. Yeah. There is nothing impossible with Jesus. I'm living proof of it. And I, you know, I am so glad that God's put Barry Wunsch in your life. I'm glad he's put me in your life. I'm glad he's put uh, Prophet uh, Robin Bullock and then uh, Franklin Graham, Coral Ridge, and the young pastor that Look at it and look, look how you have, you could have said, oh, look, I, I dedicated my life to the Lord in the Frank, Franklin Graham meeting. Okay, that's it. But instead, you've surrounded yourself intentionally with, with uh, brothers of high faith who can speak into your life and pray for you. And uh, I'm really proud of you in so many different ways. It's really hard to say. One quick thing. What is it that people don't understand um, about I'm going to just use the word the righteousness of Donald Trump. Let's what do the left, the people that are believing, they're drinking the Kool Aid. They they believe somehow that Trump is a racist and all that. What don't they understand about Donald J. Trump? First of all, they don't realize that just like anyone else, he's not the same person he was 30 years ago yeah. either. Yeah. There was a once once a time when he gave money to Planned Parenthood. There was once a time that he uh, supported same sex marriage. Uh, there was once a time that he gave money to both parties. Uh, I really believe, and I think he understands, that he was the right man at the right time serving a purpose uh, for the Lord. Uh, he is a Bible-believing Christian, as I am. Uh, I used to think the Bible was like an archaic book that was out of fashion and kind of just hard to understand. I now understand that it's a very practical book, yeah. both Old and the New Testament. Everything you need to know is there if you look for it, you do a little research. And when I saw Donald Trump in March, when he, he met my wife and my daughter um, after um, her successful return from cancer, uh, he said, you know, I read the Bible every day, but I think it surprises people. And I said, well, it surprises people because you didn't always do it. He says, no, but I do it now. You know why? I said, why? He said, because you couldn't be president if you didn't do it. You couldn't do the job if you didn't understand that you answered to a higher power and you wow. had the direction of a higher power. And he touched the Bible that was on his desk. Now, that's not the Trump I knew 40 years ago <laughs> one of the, when he was single, one of the most incredible playboys of all time. Wow. With a string of beautiful women. He's a different person than he was. But he's also, here's what they don't know. He's a regular guy. He loves a cheeseburger. Yeah. He, he, loves, he loves a, a good joke. He's got a great self-deprecating sense of humor. He's not stuffy. He's not formal. He's not politically correct. He doesn't care what the polls say. No, Oh, <laughs> sir, don't say this. Don't say. No, he says 
what he really thinks. That's why he was elected, by the way. Yeah, it is. People found it refreshing. He wasn't programmed. He wasn't handled. He wasn't managed. I'd be very clear. I worked for him for 30 years. I never managed him. I never handled him. I never even tried to tell him what to say. I gave him options. Yeah. I gave him a political assessment of a situation. But unlike many politicians who I worked for where they say, here you here your talking points, sir. Just stick to the talking points. That will never ever work with Donald Trump. <laughs> Thank God. Thank he God. From the heart, he speaks from the heart, uh, and he really is who you think he is. So good, so good. Well, Roger, thank you so much. I just so want one more thing. One more. Uh, I want people to see StoneFamilyFund.com and defense and StoneDefense. Fund.com. I do feel led to just say, speak into the airwaves here and say, I the, the whole time you've been talking to, um, today, I felt like there's a couple people, at least two, who have a significant wealth, and you could and you could make a massive difference by sewing into those one of those or both of those sites, uh, and you could just really bring uh, some peace into the family by giving them funds for their for legal and for for living on and for. The medical. I just hope a couple of you will really take advantage of that. Uh, my prayer is that you will. I know many of you are so, so generous. So thank you for all, all of you that are watching and listening. Please help. Uh, but please support this fund. Uh, Roger didn't come on saying we had to do this. You know, we he gave us this link, but he didn't say, Steve, you need to say something. So anyway, I just want to thank you, Roger. God bless you for your faith. You, you've buoyed up my faith as well. So Amazing. Have a great day, Roger. Thanks again for, for helping us all uh, come to a higher level of faith. All right. Steve, I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank Robin Bullock. I want to thank yeah. Barry Wunsch. These prophets have changed my life. They are good men. Uh, they have they've helped me see. They've helped me. Uh, they've helped me to stay strong in my support for the law, for the Lord, as have you. God bless the entire Elijah Stream family. All right. Well, thank you. All right. And for those watching still online, it's Mel Kay. Tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m. for another Prophets and Patriots episode. She's a, a favorite as well. You all have a great day. Have a, thanks again, Roger. Okay, bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.